Missouri Loves Company. I'm Brock Wilbur. I'm Vivian Kane. This is a podcast. Yep. Good. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, we just uh, did our first house inspection for Big Brothers Big mm-hmm. Sisters. A home visit. A home visit. Mm-hmm. We answered an hour of hypothetical questions about what we would do with a child. And Which not I, do. I think we did well. I think we got <laughs> most of the answers right. Uh, I also like went around the house cleaning things up uh, in this like weird panic state that I was like, I've got to hide the knives. And I was like, wait, why like do our, I have to hide? Our steak knives. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm going to put the knives somewhere. I was like, wait, it'll be weird if he notices we don't own knives. Like I, I'm, I'm overthinking it. Also, right? a child <laughs> didn't come to our home. Yeah. Like we didn't. Just, An adult the, man. the home visit is just let a toddler wander around. Then you would hide the knives. <laughs> <laughs> so the house is clean. <laughs> but too clean there's a lot of questions uh i could not write the one piece i was supposed to write today because i kept getting too worked up about it uh local political news over the weekend in lawrence uh just a bunch of white nationalists showed up and threw their own <laughs> surprise parade with a bunch of confederate flags and guns and bud light a friend was there and just said there's a lot of bud light here and i was like that mm, makes sense that reads is true uh and it turns out that the reason that they just showed up there was that there was a uh, a Facebook event created that was called the Drag the Flag March, where ostensibly the libs were getting together to drag the American flag down Massachusetts Street in Lawrence. No one showed up for that. The Facebook event hasn't even been deleted. Like, it never happened. But the white nationalists that showed up to have a parade uh, at about 100 people uh, consider themselves counter-protesters. So the people that were there being like Nazis go home were counter counter protesters. Uh, and it fucking boggles the mind because I've been reading how local journalism has been covering it. Like the uh, local Fox news affiliate who did some both sides ism that will just blow your mind. It's like, we talked to people on both sides and they agreed the country's never been more divided than it is now. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and then uh, the Lawrence paper uh, called it a peaceful flag protest. And I was like, First of all, the flag protest didn't happen. And secondly, if they were here to protest something happening to the American flag, why bring the Confederate flag? You got the there wrong flag. There are a lot of flag. levels here. There's so many things. So I'm not done with my work today. I've got to go finish it later because I keep getting a bit worked up. Like, it, And there's no good reporting on it. And that leads into our guest tonight, who has come here to fix the reporting oh in my. Kansas City. Yay! Uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Stephanie Carey, and I'm the publisher of The Pitch. And the pitch has been like Kansas City's alt magazine for like forever. 30 plus years. It was the first magazine to write about uh, a person that has deeply wronged my family <laughs> like 20 years ago. Uh, and that's when the pitch first came into my life. I was like, oh, this is I understand why there's a need for an alternative paper in major cities because no one else is picking up that slack or taking that chance right. to write about that we get a lot of phone calls a lot of phone calls <laughs> people asking you to like investigate somebody or um, mostly take the article down that sounds about right <laughs> yep yep people are incredibly reasonable right oh absolutely you know and we're not going to so yeah. <laughs> it's, i'm fine to have the conversation we can have the conversation for hours it's still going to be the same answer and so, that answer is no so the pitch was uh, purchased by uh, a consortium that took it sort of the ownership out of state and you and your husband uh repurchased it just like a couple of months ago and the announcement was just made <laughs> yeah we um celebrated the new year uh, a minute before we celebrated our purchase going through <laughs> and then we celebrated the new year it was like a lot of champagne and kissing and hugging and speeches i don't think speeches happened honestly just more <laughs> champagne <laughs> what prompts you 
in the death of journalism age to buy an alternative paper? Midlife crisis, maybe? I mean, I'm... It's a good form for it to take. Yeah. I mean, some people buy a convertible, my husband, and uh, we also bought a newspaper, so... This is a magazine with with the top down. Right, right. Now, you know, I've been a journalist my entire career and took some veered off paths via marketing and things that you do when you can't figure out what you want to be when you grow up, and... I am so passionate about local media and its place in our communities. And I think a city the size of Kansas City really can benefit from having that alternative voice. We're not too big that it can get lost and it's just relevant enough. And the thing about this town is it's a big, small town. So <laughs> as you, the longer you're here, Vivian, yeah. the, you'll find it. You'll be at the grocery store and you'll be like, how are you here? You don't belong here. <laughs> Wait, who doesn't belong here? I don't know, anybody. (laughs) It depends on who you don't like on a given day. They don't belong there. We did make some friends because I was standing in line and complaining at Sunfresh about things. And they're like, you just want to come over and have like spaghetti tonight? And I was like, this is just how you meet people now, I guess. Like it is the biggest That is an actual true story. (laughs) But was the spaghetti good? Didn't go for that. No? No. No. Didn't didn't get any spaghetti. So they're liars. Right. (laughs) They don't belong here. This is complicated now. <laughs> so you made the purchase. This was after all of the re- recent like Gothamist shutdowns, right? Correct. Correct. So Village Voice shut down LA Weekly. Mm-hmm. And at that very time, they were announcing to my staff at the pitch that they were getting bought. So I'm sure they slept well that, uh, that few weeks. But no. If, if, you... if you don't know the LA Weekly thing, yeah. uh, LA Weekly got shut down and bought by a group of Republican uh, Orange County pieces of shit. But that wasn't even revealed initially, right? right. They didn't, they the, the staff secret. didn't know who bought them for a while. That's and okay, because the f- they all got fired. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went to like a, a hey, you're going to send us your Instagrams and that's what our paper is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were putting out a call for contributors that they were not going to pay. And in the in the process of putting that ad up, they put up one that was like, it's a call for Los Angelinos and spelled Angelinos yeah. wrong. It was like, well, if you had one fucking like journalist left on staff, somebody <laughs> would have caught this. Uh, so it's a Hopefully. real nightmare. Yeah. And the other one that happened around that time was Gothamist shut down, which also runs SFist and mm-hmm. Chicagoist and some We others. both write for Thrillist and there was that moment yeah, of like, like we, 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 we write for an ist. Who yeah. owns our ist? No, different site. <laughs> So yeah. all of those happened, what, a couple months ago? Yeah, and I think Baltimore happened this past year as well. Mm. That was another one that got Nashville bought. happened today. They're all... T- oh, it's been for sale. Oh, is it? It's the same company that I bought mine from. Oh, okay. Oh, just uh, closing out, like a uh, closing time for everyone. Yeah, it's a, it's a fire sale. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, it's not. Oh, my God. No, it's... It, I am so thankful for Southcom who sold me this publication. They actually thought of me and called me, and oh. I feel honored to have been the recipient of that call. I was actually, the summer, I trying to figure out what my midlife crisis was going to be. I thought I would try roller skating. <laughs> I appreciate that you're the sort of person to plan out ahead of time. Can I make lists? Let's, let's schedule <laughs> this one. Things. So I tried roller skating. I ordered some nice skates on Amazon, and they were like the outdoor kind. And everyone's like, oh, are you going to do derby? I'm like, no, I just want to skate outside like I did when I was a kid. So it was getting I my... like that people pushed you like, but but fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derby, obviously. <laughs> And no, I mean, just, nothing just... against Derby. I think it's great. It's just not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to peacefully skate in my neighborhood. <laughs> like, you know, maybe say hello to the neighbors. You're dangerous. I, know. <laughs> I didn't need to throw elbows. I was just trying to protect my elbows. So I was putting on my knee pads. I was getting ready to go skating. And, and 
this company guy called me and he was just like, you want the pitch? And I was like, what does that mean? Do you want me to go get a copy right now? I didn't really understand what I was, what was happening at probably at the very beginning. I don't think I still understand what's happening, if I'm honest. Did you ever go skating? Yeah. I did. Okay, good. I did. You know what's Just funny? in case. I, I was in a fog. I went into my husband's office. We both worked from home at the time. I said, Adam... I think they want to know if I want to buy the pitch. I'm going skating now. Talk to you later. <laughs> and so I did. I went out for like 15 minutes. Skating, I, let's use the term loosely because it's a lot more falling than yeah. skating. I spend a lot of time on my knees in the grass, <laughs> fast feet, that kind of thing. I also have a pair of roller skates, but I've never put them on. Well, that's the first step. Yeah. <laughs> the first skate, yes. if you will. I think I need to do it more on a non street terrain yeah because <laughs> I was going over sticks and you know the sun, we're, we live in a flat part of America ish but still there's hills and little curves. I like imagining that you fell and they were just like well, fine I'll buy the paper then <laughs> probably this whole skating skate. thing didn't work out <laughs> I don't think I've skated since then to be honest <laughs> if that's make, if that's more relevant <laughs> what is the process of buying a newspaper mm. it's a very Charles Foster yeah. Kane situation <laughs> and I, I don't know I've never met someone who's bought a newspaper my husband is still waiting for someone to give him a monocle but <laughs> he has the top hat he needs the monocle um no it, you know it's it's really convincing the powers that be that come to financing and helping you out with that, that you're not buying a dying thing, that you are buying a thriving thing, and you're honestly buying an online audience, which has extreme value in and of itself. So a lot of what I was trying to put value on, it was hard to put value on. Like, there was no value on the intellectual property that was the pitch. Right. So it was um, a lot of convincing finance people that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, the finance peoples. <laughs> the finance peoples had to be convinced. You know, and uh, there was some, um, you know, just going back and forth and making sure that everything was on the up and up and probably can't say much more than that, but <laughs> it was about six months, if that gives you any context to how long it took. Wow. That seems short. Really? Maybe not. It felt I don't like know. you bought a newspaper. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It can go <laughs> yeah. either way. Is yeah. that short or long? Or I, don't know. I, I have nothing to compare it to. I don't. Right. I, I, I've never bought any other newspapers. Yeah, I mean, I, it took longer than buying a house or a car. Oh, okay. I guess so. That, like those yeah. are the only things I bought before. Right. In the purchase, did you acquire like the back catalog? I guess of the pitch or intellectual property. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stay there. We'll keep it there. Hmm. I can't say much more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we wound up uh, sitting next to each other at the local bar the other day, and uh, you asked me what I was working on, and then uh, we were, uh, figured out very quickly, oh, we actually have been talking online yeah, for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is great. You you have the all-time worst first day at work story that I've ever heard. <laughs> well, it's a first day on the job. I'd been at, the, I'd been at work, but I'd been training up until then. So uh, when I was in newspapers, I ended up getting a call from a local radio group that wanted me to come be a news director and I thought why not you know when am I ever going to get the call to be on radio and so I went and I spent a week training with them and then Monday I sat in with as the news director and Monday I sat in with the morning guy on the morning show and he kind of teased that I was coming the next day I think I might have said hi on the air but nothing like I wasn't doing news Tuesday was my very first day on air and that was 9-11 like the 9-11 <laughs> 
And as you described to me, this was a job where you were put in a mix of like NPR style news, but also a little bit of drive time radio. A lot of bit of drive time radio. Hi, you're listening to Stephanie on Katie Country 95.5 WKTC. <laughs> Not everybody gets that impression. And, and instead of getting to do the, the fun stories of the day, you were having to tell people where they could go to donate blood. Yep. Where could I give hard... my blood? Where could I give my money? And where could I pray? That was the relevant story oh. to a local market. That's a lot. Yeah, That's a lot on day lot. one. <laughs> what, what's interesting about that is I, I never once saw the TV that day. So we didn't have a TV in the, in the radio station at all. Nobody had one. And this is before you could stream things. You know, the internet was like So you're dialogue. dealing with the audio of the towers following. Audio, reports, written descriptions, but I never saw it live. Oh, wow. Huh. No. So in some ways, I feel kind of blessed, to be yeah. honest. I missed it. I missed that. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sad about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So it was a really crazy day. Made me wonder if I just totally made the wrong decision in life. My parents also lived overseas at the time. They were in London, I think. And it was kind of scary just thinking, like, will I ever see my family again? You know, you remember the, the tone of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know if we could ever travel again or what was happening or if this was, like, day one of a constant barrage of attacks. Yeah. So. I remember the kids in my Salina, Kansas high school. Uh, a1, a kid next to me who did not know what the towers were or the Pentagon. And I was trying to describe him the Pentagon. I was like, you know, in every action movie you've mm-hmm. ever seen, the, the Pentagon, mm-hmm. the Pentagon, why are <laughs> the Pentagon? It's the Pentagon. I don't, I, I, I lack other words. It, its name describes it so perfectly. You couldn't say Google it because that didn't Yeah, that wasn't there. Uh, but uh, I do remember everyone like panicking, like, what if they crash a plane into us? And I was like, we are in a high school in the middle of Kansas that looks like a waste treatment facility. <laughs> like there's no one cares. No one will ever care. Yeah. Uh, if we were the last, if we were Jericho from the TV show Jericho, <laughs> still no one would care. Uh, but the, yeah, that was a, I, I do remember that feeling of like, this will maybe be how we just live from now on. <laughs> right, right. And to so many degrees, we are so lucky in this country to not have to face that kind of daily onslaught of violence and perpetual fear. And like, it, it's amazing how people adapt to that and how in certain countries, Oh, there might be a suicide bomber today. Okay, I'm just going to go to work. Like mm-hmm. My well, instinct is like, I want to hide in the corner and rock. We do have that fear, though, because there are people instilling into us. Like, my right. mom feels that fear every single day of suicide bombing, even though it's not going to happen in Salina, Kansas. But she feels like it's always happening because that's what the news tells her. Is <laughs> True. I think the biggest thing we have to fear is just random gun attacks in random places. Yes, that doesn't have the limits of geography (laughs) no that's unfortunately going to be randomly anywhere well that was so this has been real fun cheery (laughs) (laughs) what other fun stories about good times do you have (laughs) i have a lot of good stories what's the what's the plan for the pitch like you you've you've brought this back to the city and everyone like it's been very funny because like i've i've mentioned to you i hear people talking about you all the time now. oh really like, can't believe that like, they got it and it's going to be so good and cool and like it seems like it's already a beloved property but everyone also seems to like you and so oh. there is well i'm sure there's people that don't like me and they're probably the ones listening no i'm kidding <laughs> um you know we're planning on bringing back a lot more digital content so that we can engage with people in real time. The biggest thing we're bringing back that we heard feedback on was the digital calendar, calendar mm-hmm. of events, making the pitch.com or pitch.com the go-to for 
oh, it's Tuesday. What I don't have anything to do. What's going on around mm. town? Or, oh, I want to see if there's a classical music show going on this month. So yeah. really having a robust calendar and having it be community contributed to is really important to me. We obviously will do fact checking, so hopefully we never put up anything that's not an actual event, right. which has happened to other publications. <laughs> not Not good, but nobody's perfect. So yeah, that's kind of one of the biggest things that we're bringing back. And then you'll see a lot more from us, a more authentic voice on social media. We don't, we plan to do more than just sharing stories that we've written but sure. really engaging with people and we plan to to spice up our event calendar of our own so we have several pitch events that are hallmarks of the community that we founded and people really look forward to every year and we're planning on continuing with those but also bringing new events into the city every year we are very excited for your upcoming brunch yeah. event so am i yeah <laughs> we are coming back from denver yeah uh, a day early to make sure we can come to brunch yeah we you. were going to denver this week and we uh we weren't sure if we should come back friday or saturday and we were like oh no definitely friday have to go yeah. to that pitch brunch it's good it's actually <laughs> sold out oh awesome yeah that's great yeah we were i they, they predicted that and of course i didn't know i was like well we'll just you seem constantly surprised that people like you and like what you're doing <laughs> I'm just is going anyone to... going to come to my birthday? <laughs> yeah, people are going to come to your newspaper birthday. <laughs> fair, fair. No, I, I, I know that people love the pitch. There is no doubt about that. Or I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't do this yeah. if I didn't think it had a following. But at the same I time, I bought a paper that everyone hates. <laughs> Uh, at the same time, I think it's really important to approach it with an active, you know, a, a statement of humility and understanding that I can't just assume everyone loves it. I need to listen to people. Mm. So if there's room for improvement, I want to hear about yeah. it. I mean, and th- I've gotten some interesting suggestions that I'm probably not Take going to Take the article do. down. Yeah, not, not that room. <laughs> but if I can be better, somebody's got a great idea out there and they're maybe they don't want to share it because they don't think it's a good idea, but share it, please. As someone who's new to the city, I've been bookmarking a bunch of pages from your recent, I think it was recent, best of list. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like best local bands, Mm -hmm. best comedy uh, venues, things like that. And I'm... I'm very excited to explore a bunch of those. Good. We went to a punk rock show at a record store on Saturday we night. We did, like youths. And we were not the oldest <laughs> like people there, uh-huh. and we got drunk and made out. Uh-huh. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> like it was youth. fun. Aww. I um I sometimes stay inside for up to like five days at a time without realizing it when it's snowing out and I work from home. So by Saturday night, we needed to go out and do something, and it ended up with me getting drunk in a record store and us making out. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and I would totally approve of this date night. Good. <laughs> I mean, not that we have to. Do you. Viv was letting me know what she thought of the musician at a volume that the musician could hear. Oh, well, no, I, hope- I wasn't. <laughs> no, I was whispering loudly. <laughs> That's the name of our, our our publication, The Loud Whisper. I think we were old enough compared to the crowd there that no one even registered our presence. <laughs> we're just at the wrong frequency, like they of can't age hear wise, us. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that more often than not sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a superpower. You just become invisible <laughs> to society. That's not pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> so How long have you been in the city? I well, I grew up here. I did the whole like elementary school, junior high, high school, and then I wanted to uh, make the big girl decision to move far away from home. I was like, the rule was I can't go home to do my laundry. 
So I picked this random college in East Tennessee that my parents had gone to. And I was like, it's 16 hours away. Sounds great. I'll give it a try. I can always come back was my mindset. I can wow. just come back. So I go away from my freshman year and it's it's a typical freshman year. It had ups and downs and sadnesses and happiness. And I came home from the summer really thinking, I think I did the right thing. This is perfect. I can come home and see my friends from Kansas. But then I go to the school that's a little bit far out and different than I, where I grew up. And so that summer, my parents had a little sit down with me and they said, so Stephanie, um, we're glad you're doing well in school. Your grades look good. We're moving to Germany. What? We're, ado- <laughs> we're adopting a girl from Ethiopia and we're taking your brother. You get dad's car. <laughs> so I got a car. That's so many details. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. So I, I, Kansas no longer became my home and I had to really figure out where home is and Home is, this is cheesy, but home is where you make it, you know, like, and that was a hard thing for me in a school where everybody was from somewhere else. And we all talked about back home, back home. And it was almost like a competition for my home is cooler than your home. Well, in Germany, a place where I've not been. (laughs) (laughs) But that wasn't home either. That was the thing. I was like, I would go there for holidays and summers. And it was, was great because I got to spend summers in Europe. Not bad for college, but at the same time, it never felt like home. My, right. Let's agree that's better than Kansas City. Oh, completely. <laughs> at, the, at the time, I didn't have the context to really know that. I just thought, I felt sorry for myself because I didn't have any friends when I would go home for the whole summer. And it was just me and my sister who was adopted from Ethiopia and didn't speak English yet. So I just took her on little adventures all over the city. Like one day, I took her into Frankfurt and we went to go see the Little Mermaid in German. And she didn't speak English, so it didn't matter. She still enjoyed it. <laughs> Fun fact, somehow, I don't know how, they get the lyrics to rhyme, even in another language. I'm always amazed when they do that. I was, <laughs> like, blown away. Also, they put sugar on their popcorn, which is horrible. Huh. It's like a, It's not like caramel corn. It's like a sweet, syrupy, like, dry, sugary corn. Mm, pass. Yeah, hard sugar pass. in water. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I have men in black. That's all I want. Oh, got. okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I got to spend some summers over there and winter holidays and did some great, got to go to great places. I will never complain about it. So it was good. How do they get the words to rhyme? I have no idea. <laughs> Stephanie, explain. I, t- I am so bad at language. I took two years of Spanish and then two years of German in college after my parents announced they were going there. And I can't speak either. I found out that I have a, a brain hemisphere disconnect because I did two years of Spanish and two years of German and couldn't retain a single thing. Do you mix them? Because I mix them in my head. Yes. I did that with Spanish and Italian is what I studied. See, those two languages at least blend better. <laughs> they do, but people will laugh at you if you try and blend them. Yeah, but, you know. My baby loves a blend. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's the, you're going from like the dos, but, mm. and then it's like. <laughs> the a, dos, but. <laughs> but. And then it's like. Oh, hola. Like, it's yeah. like such a friend. I don't know. German just always seems angry to it's me. It's not a romance language, is it? In German. Actually, is it though? Is it? Is it at its yes. core? But like angry romance. It's very, very. It, isn't it Italy, Spanish? German. Yeah. Are, is that not the romance languages? We'll have to Google that later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's, I'm sure, Follow up at to us. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we never do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like podcasts that say like, uh, oh, there's like uh, show notes that have links to the stories yeah. we're talking about. I'm like, you can put like 200 words in an iTunes summary. I don't know where you're doing this. <laughs> That's funny. So what podcast do you guys listen to aside from your own? 
well, we're going out to Denver to see uh, Pod Save America. And Love It or Leave It, which Brock got me as a Christmas anniversary gift uh, because we loved them so much and we never saw them when we were in L.A., even though they do live shows there all the time. And they don't come to Missouri yet. <laughs> <laughs> which they're definitely going to like announce like as soon as we get done in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> or no, right when you get there and right. you spend yeah. all the money to get there. We'll be there tomorrow. The best part is that like we're doing like we're treating it as an actual fucking vacation where like yeah. the social media apps are leaving the phone. We're going to stay disconnected. But then we're going to a political yeah. <laughs> podcast to yell about all the things that have happened. So there's no disconnect for yeah. us anymore. What kind of venue is this at? I've never been to a live podcast. Before. They just large theater. Yeah, they just uh, did the Dolby in L.A., which is a huge venue. So I assume it's I assume it's a, a big venue. We saw uh, my favorite murderer out here a couple of yeah. weeks ago and they got the biggest theater in town yeah so that was, was insane uh, to me. i forget what the name of the theater but they they the had midland? to yeah was Were that it? the midland yeah huh. and they had to and they did two shows, two shows in one night yeah. both sold wow. out and i was like who likes podcast i i'm friends with both of them but i was still like who likes anything this much yeah <laughs> people do but, yeah <laughs> i just do the i do the political podcasts we listen to a lot of the crooked media stuff and uh like trump cast from slate and then i listen to a lot of true crime and like cult themed podcasts and that's it i just do the I two love true crime. I, yeah <laughs> i've been making podcasts for years and i do not listen to them i did not until like six months ago yeah. when we started into these and she was like always listening to them in the kitchen or something and finally was like I, I actually went in on this. I, mm-hmm. I need some sort of reprieve. And something that is that has clicked with that that has, I think, changed in my brain chemistry over the last few weeks is that, like, when Trump stuff hits, uh, like, print media can't get there fast enough. And most of the time now, like, other media can't get there either. So I go to Twitter or I'm like, I just keep refreshing for, like, when is Podsave going to do a live yeah. thing on the mm-hmm. Facebook page to cover this memo that just came out or this breaking thing? And I'm like, oh, like, media is forever changed as a landscape. Yeah. And it's so weird that I, I now trust this medium that I didn't a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times the people doing these podcasts are credible journalists like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. So oh. not everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. My favorite podcast aside from um, this one and some comedians that <laughs> I follow is a cr- podcast called Crime Riders On. Um, they are based out of New England and they, they jumped on the serial bandwagon, but they did it well. And now they talk about everything, pop culture, true crime. And I like to pretend like I'm really close friends with them, even though I've never met them. <laughs> now there's going to be a restraining order, but, um, Best they, friends. they, they're so fun and they just, they just have such a good time. I mean, like, I just feel like any day now I'm going to get my Facebook friend request from them. <laughs> they just forgot. Crime writers on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're a big Eliza fan. I am. Embarrassingly so. Is it embarrassing? I don't know. I'm just an Uber fan. (laughs) How did you you pick Eliza as your comedian? Tell tell everyone who you're talking about. Schlesinger. A comedian. Yeah, so she's a comedian. I was afraid I was going to do the last name wrong, so I was deliberately (laughs) trying not to. You know, Eliza, our friend. (laughs) Eliza S. No, so a long time ago, Eliza won best comic stand or last comic standing, and she hates that accolade now because she's done so much more since then. But a friend of mine just thought I would really get the humor, and I think the first thing I ever saw was Freezing Hot on Netflix, which is her second Netflix special, and that's the whole making fun of pumpkin spice latte girls, like all the things that have become 
funny memes in our culture, but she really, people don't know that those are some of her original jokes. Um, And like girls don't want to go out and not, they don't want to bring a jacket out to the bar because it's like, then you have to carry it. So it's just like a lot of really simple observations about human behavior, especially the female human behavior that she just delivers so well. And she has a really powerful stage presence. Um, So I heard that and then I just started watching her other special and Googling and then she had a podcast and I listened to that. And then um, I saw that I was on a bit. I was sorry. I have to think about this. I was on a business trip. I get really like spacey when I talk about her. You look like you're in love. <laughs> I was on a business trip. I was at a radio show in Atlanta and I just so happened to see her Twitter feed and she's like performing in Atlanta tonight. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I did something that which I never do when I traveled for work, which is I like left the conference <laughs> outside of networking and went to go see Eliza. So here's what happened. It was um, in Buckhead, which is a suburb of Atlanta, if you've never been. And it was this little chain mall like with restaurants and things like a, like a small, like a smaller Zona Rosa, but maybe even like really small. And so I went and had some sushi I had to eat before I went. And I was talking to the bartenders because I was the only one in there. And they're like, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I'm here from business, from Kansas City. And my I'm fav- here from business. I'm here from it. <laughs> That's your podcast. I'm here from business. I'm here from business. <laughs> I'm here down from business. <laughs> so I, they said, you know, why are, you know, why come to this restaurant? I said, well, um, the comedy store that's down the thing, you know, I'm going to go to see a comedian. Oh, really? Within five minutes, they had me hooked up with front row seating at this <laughs> comedy venue. It was one of those um, non-assigned seat ones where you just first come, first serve. But they put a big old reserve sign. Oh. It was so close that I could reach out and touch and did you? the stage. <laughs> and did you? <laughs> I did touch the stage. Oh, the stage. <laughs> uh, but I was like looking up. It's like mm-hmm. I was craning my neck like, oh, hi, Eliza. Um, so it was really fun. And I, I got VIP service. I just... Didn't even know how it happened. And then I had to go because I was meeting up with some clients afterwards. So I ran out the back and she was getting ready to go and like meet fans. And I saw her and I'm like, hi. And she said, thanks for sitting in the front row. And I was like, she saw me. And then that was my first experience. I got to pet Blanche, her dog. And then a few weeks later, I decided I was just going to go see her live in Vegas by myself. She was performing at the Venetian. There was a female comedy Oh, that was like a series called The Lipstick and Comedy. And she was with Sarah Colonna. And I was like, why not go? I have tons of travel points. Mm. And so I just booked my trip. And I had a lot of fun telling people I was going to see the Chippendales by myself. Because <laughs> people were like, oh, like people were there on their honeymoon or, you know, with their <laughs> boyfriend or maybe even getting married. And there's me by myself. Oh, what are you doing here? My friends wouldn't go with me to see the Chippendales, so I just really wanted to see the Thunder from make down my under. own dreams happen. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I was there to see her, and I had a great. I met friends at the show, and then we ended up getting into that after like private like photographs thing with her, and um, I accidentally picked up her cell phone and like almost took it with me because I was so flustered when I met her. And so you stole her personal I, for five seconds. I stole her iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, she was really nice about it, <laughs> and then my husband and I saw her film her we went to Chicago to see her perform her most recent special at the Vic at the Vic very lovely venue um we had fun in Chicago and that was the reason we went oh wow 
Yeah, kind of an uber fan, huh? <laughs> you like her more than anyone in comedy likes anyone else in comedy. <laughs> That's right. It makes me so happy to see the the purity. Yeah, with which it's, she's another one of those people that I just feel like we're friends, even though we've not really met, other than the whole phone stealing, dog petting thing. But you did put your number in her phone, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You know, she doesn't really, unfortunately, love the comedy scene in Kansas City, so she's very um, hesitant to come here. She'll really only come here maybe once a year, if that. But it was funny, the last time she was here, she did the weather, I want to say with WDAF in the morning. She like hijacked it. It was really funny. (laughs) Having gone to all of one comedy show out here, I have to say, I get it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I do too. I mean, first off, there's Uber fan in the audience and like, you don't want anything to do with her. She's kind of creepy. But no, (laughs) it's, you know, being a female in comedy and Brock, you can probably, you know, speak to being a female in comedy, um, to working with females in comedy. You are getting me in trouble He's right now. He's very <laughs> empathetic. <laughs> he can tell you exactly what it's like. No, it's just, it's a hard road. It's it's like being in many industries. And entertainment is hard. Yeah. Boy, we keep hitting it yeah. like real good I'm endpoints. really good at that. Sorry. <laughs> I, I love to take it down a notch. <laughs> Just get real sad. Do you have tissues? We can get crying. We don't have to go that far. <laughs> we have about six minutes left of recording time anyway. I, I set a, a, a timer here so that oh, we can so get I you can... out on time. Yeah, well, it's really embarrassing why I have to leave. We Do don't have to, to say it. You can. You can say it. I feel like You I, have I, an important appointment tonight. I have to own it. <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm going to do it, then I have to be willing to say it. The Bachelor. I feel like we built that up too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm... I'm... It sounded like you were going to murder a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe an um, orthodontist. No, I'm kidding. A weatherman, like that movie, right? <laughs> no, I, I, I have a guilty pleasure on Monday nights. It's uh, You know, Mondays are so crazy. You never know what's going to happen. So my husband goes and he plays trivia at our, our local watering hole, and I get to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> what is your local watering hole? The Green Room. Oh, yeah. Ah, we've been wanting to go to trivia there. You should. Well, we kind of did. Oh. Oh, were you there one night when they were doing it? Yeah, that, that was, was, when was the one comedy, comedy show. That was the one comedy show I've been to. In the theater while oh. they do trivia. During trivia. They, I'm sorry, they I'm going to get upset about this again. <laughs> Viv let the guy running the place know I had how he could thoughts. do better at everything. I had had some drinks including and then his I had face. Some <laughs> well, if it's you ever want to put those thoughts into succinct bullet points i would hand them to him <laughs> he's actually a really good guy and he he was very receptive to all of my thoughts <laughs> i have been back since and apologized but also you said that we stood behind that, that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I also I don't love apologize. the green room because they have something called the salina burgers which are a ripoff of the really? burgers from my hometown oh, oh. cozy burgers yeah is that because cindy's from southeast kansas I do not know. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I don't eat burgers, and I'm not a big fan of beer. So it's really funny that this is my place. But I like the people. I found a way to drink my way around the menu without drinking beer. And I found a way to order food that's not hamburgers and is comprised of french fries. Nice. I do enjoy working there because, uh, like, I'll I'll go in with the laptop. And, like, on the TV in front of me the other day, they had uh, uh, National Treasure. Uh-huh. with Nick Cage and then reflected in the mirror from the bar was the TV behind us playing Men in Black and I was like this is all I need just both these movies playing over each other a swivel chair yeah <laughs> that way you didn't have to see the one behind you um, backwards from the mirror right that's backwards <laughs> what's your favorite part about Kansas City oh, 
So I have this theory that every city has its own like relationship status personality to you. So for example, <laughs> so for example, um, San Francisco to me is like the one night stand hot lover that you had. Like you can't afford to live there. You want to live there. Mm-hmm. And it's just everything about it is so freaking sexy. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's San Francisco. Um, Los Angeles, it's complicated. We, we just, we just yeah. stayed at a tech bros apartment out in San Francisco. That was like a friend of a friend's yeah. place. And like, the entire thing was made out of one redwood tree, and I, I woke up in the night thinking I could hear the tree screaming, and yeah. I'm not that kind of hippie, but I was like, no, like, new money scares me in that way. <laughs> there is some money there. I would say Chicago feels like your maid of honor from your wedding. Like, you know, like, My maid of honor lived in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like that's, where, that's what she's all about. She's got enough going on. She's interesting enough. <laughs> But that's what she is. And then I'll Describes get... Amy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> She's got enough going on yeah. is the Amy story. Yeah. She's doing great. And Kansas City is like your favorite aunt. Like, you love this aunt and you you just look forward to seeing her. And even if you spend a lot of time around her, she never gets old. And that's Kansas City. I like that. I, I feel like it's drinking buddy. Drinking buddy mm-hmm. that's also like... I'm, I'm, you I've drink been making, with your aunt. I've had wine with my aunt. I've, I've been inventing a board game at night. Like, and I want to tell you about it because we're drinking, but also like you'll never play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, ask me any city because I can probably tell you a city. Austin. Austin is like your flamboyant best friend that's that but but you say best friend but a lot of people consider that person their best friend like everyone would claim them as their best friend phoenix your personal trainer portland me (laughs) weird just just weird and out there and you you like it and every time you go you never know what to expect it has a necklace, and you're not sure what it's made out of, and yeah. you don't want to ask, but you really like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to Denver this weekend, like we like we mentioned, and I've never been, so what is Denver? Ah, oh, Denver. So Denver's been evolving over the past few years, <laughs> so that's interesting. I think Denver is like your really cool RA in college. Awesome. Like a little bit older than you, but cool and knows, knows the way around the world. And would never sell you pot. But would sell you pot. Exactly. Uh, this is not my college we're talking about now because I went to a Christian college, but mm-hmm. my fictional pretend awesome college. Yeah. So we have two minutes left. How did you leave behind religion in your life? I'm just fucking kidding. We can't possibly do that. And we'll do that on another episode. Uh, That'll be the tissue episode. Okay. We, we end every episode uh, letting everybody give a pop culture recommendation, something to watch, see, do, something like that. Uh, I'm Brock at Brock Wilbur on Twitter. Uh, I really enjoyed parts of the new Cloverfield movie that dropped out of nowhere in the middle of the Super Bowl. And also, I love that the Super Bowl is now the place we go to for the Star Wars trailer and surprise science fiction movies. Suck it, jocks. Uh, it's it's incredible to me. And uh, I, we, we had some people over and luckily everyone left before we started the Cloverfield movie because I think it would have brought the night down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, I am writing up my review of that tonight oh. for Zam, so that'll be uh, fun to really get into what I actually thought about that. Viv seems to be the only person that we know that really, really liked it. I mean, I had had... This is now like this the third story I've told, which involves me having drinks, which is not, not that charming once you hit like three. But it was... 
there's a reason I think why they launched it after the Super Bowl. Like America was drunk when it launched. And so I don't know that's, if I was just... That's the best line. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was also I was also I'm I'm Vivian at, at Viv underscore Kane on Twitter and at the Mary Sue every day, um, yelling about things like this. Uh but yeah, I mean I was just excited for it and, and I was feeling happy and tipsy and I really liked it and then I went online today and no one else did so maybe I'll just never rewatch it and just really enjoy that experience and never have to know if it was actually good or not I can't do scary that is way too scary I got scared it's, during it's the little, trailer yeah. yeah that's fair what's your recommendation we got that was gonna be it that <laughs> okay. was gonna be it because you know go watch it and then yell at me about why I'm wrong about liking it as everyone else seems to want to I'd do. have to be real drunk to watch it well we will have you both over and try that you have yeah. 50 seconds what's your recommendation this week. Obviously, Eliza Schlesinger. <laughs> Fantastic. Yay. Where can people find you online on social media? At Queen of Quirky. Nice. And and go to, is it just pitch.com? Pitch.com. We keep it simple. No, no, no the. the. Missouri Loves Company. Yay, we did bye. it. Yay. Thanks, guys. <laughs>